0: Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Giving Starts With You podcast. I am so, so excited today. I have been meeting the most fantastic people. And, you know, today I have met another fantastic woman from New York City. Welcome, Jennifer. How are you today? Thank you. Thank you. I'm good. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Um, I'm so honored to have Jennifer Almani here with us. I hope I said that properly. So I'm excited and I just, you know, normally I talk for a little bit, but I just, I want to dive right in because um, what we're going to talk about today is really close to my heart. Um, It's how I started the journey that I'm on as well. And I so want to, I'm very interested in in this conversation today. So I'm just going to let you know a little bit about, um, about Jennifer. So Jennifer Elamani was born in Brooklyn, New York. She is Latin American with a background from Puerto Rico, Mexico, and Cuba. She was the first to graduate from college in her family with an associate degree in early childhood education from Sunny Cobbleskill and a bachelor degree in psychology from Brooklyn College. Optimal wellness is important to Jennifer. She has been practicing yoga for 12 years. Jennifer is a spiritualist and has been meditating for over 10 years. After losing the love of her life two years ago, she began to transform her life through loss and her first, first book, Mark, My Love Was Born. She speaks openly about her grieving process and being okay with not being okay sometimes. In her memoir, she explores love, loss, and looking at life differently. She currently lives in New York City with her dog, Leo Luna, who I met just before we hit record and is so beautiful. So beautiful. (laughs) Thank Thank you. you so much again for taking time out of your busy schedule to come on and really help the listeners through processing grief and through what we have learned, what you have learned in particular. So you mentioned, um, you were in HR, you worked in HR for several years, correct? Mm -hmm. And then how did, how did all of this take place? Uh,
1: I, you know, my, my boyfriend passed away about two years ago and I, you know, I've always been one to write and and journal my thoughts and how I'm feeling. Um, so I started journaling, I want to say two months after he passed. Mm. Um, and then I realized it was more than myself. I was writing very quickly. Um, I was, it was very cathartic for me. Uh, and I did feel like the other side there was spirits with me you know while i was writing it uh and then five months later um at the end of 2019 i had a book on my hands i realized um and then i kind of 2020 was me going through the motions of would i publish this i wasn't sure if i was going to do that it was a very intimate story that wasn't my initial intention to publish a book in life or anything like that and then i kept getting the nudge that inkling inside me saying mm-hmm this is meant to help others, you know, what you went through and how I wrote it very raw. Um, I meant to, to help others with it. So then I realized, okay, I have to, I have to publish it. So mm. at the end of 2020, my HR career ended and I went into full mode of, you know, publishing the book, you know, because that was Congratulations. already Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you.
0: It, it's hard to write a story, a true story of, of what we've been through, right? Of what you've been through. And I think it's beautiful that you say you could feel somebody urging you on to write it and somebody was there with you, you know, they were there with you um, through the process. I'm sure it was very difficult, um, but also very healing. Did you find that the reason I'm asking is I went through a similar journey uh, recently, and I too started just as a journal journaling can really help someone through grieving through lots of different things. And, um, before, you know, it, you said you had a story on your hand, you had a book in your hands, and then, you know, do you share it with the world? So I love that you said, this is more than just for me. This can really, you know, let my pain help someone else. I think that is so beautiful. Um, People really want to know how you did it. You know, people want to know. You know, am I the only one? There's so many people who suffer by themselves, and um, I understand that you also took a long time to grieve um, after the passing of your mom. And and this can be very um, suffocating. You know, can you tell me a little bit about what happened um, and and how everything came out afterwards?
1: Yeah, I think when, you know, when I was writing the story after
0: um, after
1: Roger had passed, everything was coming out, like, like tenfold, I felt like I knew that it was, it wasn't just about him. And then I realized, I think some of this has to do with my mom, and I didn't fully grieve her. She passed, you know, 13 years ago, she was, you know, a single mom, so she was my mom and my dad and my best friend, you know, we're very close that was a difficult loss for me you know it was like multiple people I felt were gone now um so when he passed I realized it was so intense I realized oh I didn't breathe fully for her because it was so raw and I was you know like I said I was crying throughout writing the whole book I was crying every single time there wasn't a moment I wasn't crying as I wrote through it but I just kept going right I would just deal with the consequences of, okay, knowing, okay, this is, I'm going to start crying again. And it, that was what it was, right? I knew it was just part of the process. Um, but then I realized I had to start grief, finish, not, say, not saying finishing up grieving for her, because I don't think grieving is ever finished, right? But I think I realized, oh, I have to look at this again and let some things go as far as my mom was concerned.
0: Mm. so Would you agree that maybe sometimes we suppress feelings because we think that we're going to it's a way to protect ourselves, because that's how I feel. I feel like when something is so hard, um, you try to protect yourself by not thinking about it, not feeling all the you know, anger, sadness, there's so many things that go along with grief, right? Do, Do you agree that maybe that that happened with you as well? Yeah, I think
1: so. I think definitely a form of protection. But then also, I think for me, it was a sort of, I think at times I thought, would she think I didn't need her if I, now I'm going on, you know, does that make sense? So kind of like if I'm living my life and, you know, is she looking at it going, where would I have fit in here? You know, so I think things like that, I think I did subconsciously, you know, I didn't, I don't think I did it intentionally, but I look back and I realized, oh, I I think I was doing that, you know,
0: so. So what did the book, finishing the book, how did you feel? How did you feel when you finished it and you kind of looked at it and said, yeah, like, how did you, what did you think? Yeah, I I think I first said
1: like, wow, (laughs) because um, I think a lot more came out than I realized. Also, there's like these little other little things I go into in the story of, because I talk about a little bit of the different things in my life, right? I'm talking about love in there, not just the loss.
0: Mm. So
1: I go into other things as far as, you know self-confidence issues and how that kind of impacted me. So I tell a little bit of that story, which I didn't expect to come out. Hmm. I thought that that was something I probably wouldn't share all the time with everyone, anyone because I am a private person or I have been. And that was really not something that I always shared with everyone that I had, you know. But so you were surprised
0: that it yeah. was part of the story. Yep. Wow, well, that's yep. interesting. But I,
1: but I think that was maybe part of maybe them helping me on the other side with some self-healing also that there was something there that, you know, I guess messed up my self-confidence early on as a little girl. And then I kept that this whole time, which shouldn't be right. It shouldn't be that other people judge you or make an opinion or say something that they shouldn't. And then your whole life, they don't realize that some people could carry that forever and it impacts everything.
0: Do you feel that you feel different now that it's, it's, it's out there? Like, do you feel do you feel oh, yeah. better? Do you feel a little bit? Oh, yeah,
1: I, I feel better. It's gone. You know, the self-confidence issues are long gone. It's it's amazing. It 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 left like that. I think I say that in the book. There was like overnight, like Aww. just gone. And it is what it is, right? I'm not going to question the whys of okay, I carried this around for 47 years. And now it's just gone. I didn't I didn't ask the question about it. It's gone. Who cares?
0: I love that so much. It's such an inspiration to those of us who want to um document you know our feelings and uh, there's no reason not to you know whether you choose to share it or you don't it's so much it so helps you within you know it's so beautiful so I'm so happy that you did that and that it's out there and I can't wait to read it and <laughs> um, just meeting you I know that it's going to help people you know we all go through things in life that um we can't figure out at the moment, you know, we need to, it takes time. It takes time. Yeah. And I love that you mentioned in your book, you talk about love because I don't believe there's loss without love. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't love, yeah. you can't really lose. The, you, right. know, you can't really. Right. Yeah. I mean, when I talk about the
1: book more, more recently, I think I tend to, when people ask me what's the book about, I tend to say first, it's about love. I I say that now, now, I think more so than saying it's about loss because I realize it's, there was a journey for me looking at the love in my life, you know, in the, in the story. And you'll see that when you read it. So it's more about that than anything. And I think that I realized that too, with, with these two important people passing in my life, I realized also how strong that love was and how important it is to tell those that you love them around you and really mean it because you never know what can happen but you know, I know that our love is stronger now, even though that they're on the other side, it's even stronger because I realize more and more, you know, all of this was an awakening for me, so.
0: And our relationship doesn't have to end, it just changes. Right. I completely right. believe in that, that's beautiful. Yeah. What would you say um, to somebody who is grieving and can't move forward? What is, you know, what would you say to someone who's, who's struggling with grief and can't take the first step? Do you have any advice for you know being through it and and suppressing our feelings? Do you have any advice for someone who's having a hard time?
1: I think, you know, just to, to let the light in. I think that the light always comes in, even in the darkest moments. And I think that I, I felt myself doing that at times, but I didn't want to let that light in. Like, no, I don't wanna, I don't wanna see you because that means, you know, moving on. So I think that's that's one piece of advice I would tell folks to just don't resist it. Don't resist that light, you know, coming back in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I used to resist it through my story as well because guilt would come. Mm-hmm. You know, why was everybody so damn happy when mm-hmm. this wonderful person is no longer here? How can people laugh? How can people? I was so angry when I saw other daughters with their fathers or other, you know, for me, it was my father. And I became so comfortable in the darkness. So, being open to recognizing that light, even if it's just a little bit dim is so important. Thank you so much for sharing that. I love that. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, How do you think, like, obviously those two people that you lost, I mean, wow, it rocks your world when you lose, you lose so many things. You lose a part of yourself. You lose a relationship with them. You lose, you know, your life changes completely because you're, you no longer can do the same things in the same way without that person. How do you think that has affected other areas of your life? Oh yeah, I
1: think that I definitely with my mother, I noticed I stopped doing certain things. I, I stopped cooking certain recipes that she liked that were like the favorite things that I would make, uh, you know, that she enjoyed. I didn't cook them anymore. I noticed So there was definitely things that I stopped myself from doing because she wasn't here. Cause I couldn't deal with the pain of how can I make this? Like this was her favorite you know dish, you know? And now I wanna say it's definitely different now the past two years. Now it's like I'm cooking those dishes again. And then now when I'm cooking them, I'm talking to her and saying, oh, this really came out good this time or whatever. Like I'm having an interactive and it makes me feel good. It brings me joy in my heart. Um, but I definitely realized you know there was start that was I was impact- there were certain things impacting other parts of my life. I also think that when my mother passed, I think that I drowned myself in work. Mm-hmm. I realized that uh, later on that you know, I'm just being honest, it wasn't a career that fulfilled me, and I realized that now I didn't realize while I was going through it. so I think I was pushing myself into it to make it feel right, mm-hmm. and that that was a big one because she you know yeah, she passed and that impacted a lot, you know, as far as across the board for me.
0: Wow. Do you think this journey of discovering all these feelings that were hidden, do you think that came from writing, like from the actual writing of the book?
1: I think so. I think so because I had so many aha moments, I want to say, while writing it where things were coming out and then I realized other things and it was just like a domino effect, like I'm just being honest, you know, so, <laughs> yes,
0: you know, it's funny, you know, sometimes like, um, you know, so I'm not I, I never think of myself as a writer like and you had said before, it's not something you had aspired to be. And it's funny because if you had asked me to write a story, you know, an English class about something, I would have a heck of a hard time trying to write something. But when it came to talking about grief and my feelings and something so personal because I never expected anybody to read it. Um, I agree with you because you said, you know, earlier before we started recording, you said how you just nonstop, you just got it out there and you were writing and writing and writing and writing and not even thinking like the words just came, the feelings could, I couldn't type or write fast enough. Because I felt like, oh my God, I've been so closed and I'm going to explode from all these feelings. And I I just can't, you know, so at some points I was recording myself because I just, I'm not a quick typer. And I hand wrote most of my, Mm -hmm. my story because I interviewed my dad and before he passed and, and I wanted to record, you know, I was in a panic. I wanted to you know, record some things and I wanted to not forget. Mm -hmm. And, um, I love that the same, you had this, like a similar experience. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. This like, mm-hmm. it fascinates me because I thought, well, maybe it was just, you know, but okay. So there's two of us now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I just feel so connected that way.
1: Yeah. There was another, um, there was another gentleman I spoke to months ago on a different podcast and he, you know, he lost, I believe it was a close friend of his, a childhood friend. And he also said that he's been having a similar He's still writing right now but he's having a similar experience where it's very quick and so hey you know there's something to it you know i know like i said i i also handwrite like you said i all of all of my stories i've always been that way i i need the pen in my hand to write so i too was writing very fast but i was just able to do it i i guess all the thoughts came out that needed to be um but they they were all there but it was quick
0: a pen piece of paper and a box of kleenex Right? Mm -hmm. For me, it was was my coffee too, some (laughs) silence. Oh, I say it was fast, but um, it took me 15 years to write mine. (laughs) But in the end, it was only like three months and I was done. And I think Mm -hmm. the reason it took me 15 years is because I was hiding all those feelings. So I wasn't really ready to write it. Right. Right. So, how long did it take you to write your story?
1: Gosh, I mean, it was, it was, uh, it was five months, basically five months to write it, right? But think about it, like I said, I didn't really, I I didn't really write much for my mother past. I know I didn't, I kind of stopped writing at that point, because I probably didn't want to get out my feelings. So I wasn't writing for a long period of time at that point. So, you know, when it, when it burst open this time around, it, it all came flooding out, you know, and, you know, It's funny that, you know, I I did, I I don't know if I mentioned before, but when I was writing, I was mainly, when I started, it was out by the pool because it was the summertime and the building I lived in had a pool where I was. And so literally I'm out there with these big shades on and a sun hat, the tissues, (laughs) like you said. And I I still wonder till this day, like who knows what my neighbors were thinking, like seeing me out there crying like every evening, you know. But hey, no one ever came up to me. I think they kind of let me be in a sense. I it was, but I think about that often. Like, what were these people thinking? Like this. You
0: You should you should ask them to read the book now, and they say, "Remember all." You remember those days, you know? Yeah. You didn't, think, you didn't know if I was quite okay, but you didn't ask. Me. Well, it's right. like ask me. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. So yeah. how did how did the losses change your life? Like, how do you do you feel that in your heart? Like, do you feel that we're all here for a reason? Like, do you feel that we're all taking up space and we're all here on Earth? for more than just us. And how did you figure that out?
1: Yeah, I think it was with the, with the last loss, that too, I, I started asking, I said, I know I, I have to be here for a purpose. And I started asking just out loud saying, what's my purpose, you know, what am I here for? And that's, you know, part of the time period when the book was coming coming to life, right? It was being, you know, I was incubating it or whatever you want to call that, right? So it, you know, it makes sense. And, you know, it, I, I, it felt right. If that's, you know what I mean? Like when, when I was done with the book, I knew I meant to do this, but then I realized I'm able to connect with my feelings. And I realized, I think that's part of it. I think that I'm meant meant to write other books, which I am doing, but I think the part of it is because of that, I'm able to express how I'm feeling. So raw, right. And when you, when you read the book, you'll see because people tell me that like, wow, you were just so real with your emotion. Like they felt like they were with me. Mm -hmm. It was a very conversational tone, they said. They all kind of told me that they they read it very quickly because it's such an easy read, it flows very quickly. Um, But I think that that's part of what I meant to do. And I meant to help others, I think, bring whatever messages, you know, if if it's intuitive writing, which I think it is coming from another place other than myself, we're transporting messages from think about it. Right. So, Hey, it is what it is. Like we're, we're sending, we're, we're, I'm jotting down words that are coming to me from, from my gut and my, you know, my feelings. So I know it's, it's blessed in a sense.
0: I love that so much. You know, I'm very passionate about helping people figure out what their gifts are and what they're passionate about. And before I dealt with grief, I never really thought I had gifts. I never really knew what those things were, you know? I was like, oh, I'm not talented in this. Oh, I don't do this well, I don't do this well. And it wasn't until I, you know, my journey through, through grief with my father that I started questioning a lot of things. Like you're saying, what, what, what am I here for? You know, what is life about? Because um, I always say, you know, death is very anticlimactic. <laughs> Like here you are, you have your life and you're going up and down, you know? So many things affect us, even though we're one little person in this big world, but in our world, everything is huge, right? Whether it's small things or, or big things and you know, things to celebrate or, or sad, sad things that happen. But it's not until um, you see someone pass away or you see them take their last breath and you look and you're like, that's it? It's just done. And to me, that was like, wow, this is the first time I had seen that in front of me as it was happening. And I was shocked. I thought it was going to feel different. I thought it was going to feel more uh, majestic, more of a moment, more of, and I was, I was like, wow, you know, life, I have to live better. I have to live, you know, we're each so different. What are we doing here? You know, and I don't think that, um, I would have looked at life that way had I not have gone through that do you do you feel the same yeah. way like do you question yeah, yeah. I, I agree and you
1: know I think that for me I, I feel I, I feel my thought is that I discovered you know I think we all have our individual purpose while we're here but I also feel like one commonality that we're all I think ultimately here for is to to learn how to love but I think equally right equally where everything is right just The humankind and loving in that that space. And I think that's something we're all meant to learn here. And I strongly feel that if we don't learn it here, we're learning that on the other side. And I think that's the main goal of us being here, I think. And then we all have our individual gifts and purpose of these other special things that we're giving information in some way. You know, and like I said, I think that I realized that because when I look back at my life, I realized, oh, in, in college, I took some psychology courses and I had some teachers where I did some analysis, like just with these fictional characters, but they were, they called me and said, wow, for someone who's 20 years old, like this is some deep thought of the analysis. So that's part of like what I was saying to you, right? I think that it's not just me writing. I think it's me expressing feelings and, you know, some sort of, of, you know, space like that. But I think that we're all ultimately here to learn about love and being kind to one another.
0: Oh, I love that so much. I'm all about kindness. I love that. And not only is it important to learn how to love others but to love ourselves you know mm-hmm. um this show is all about learning how to love yourself so then you can love other people because you can't do it when you hate yourself you know i felt like that for many years and i couldn't think of other people mm-hmm. you know i just couldn't because i was so burnt out you know i was mm-hmm. doing so much for everyone else that i forgot about myself mm-hmm. you know because yes. we learn you know, growing up that taking care of ourselves and talking about ourselves is like either a waste of time or not important, or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're above other people. If we do that, we shouldn't think so highly of ourselves. This is how we we grow up sometimes. And I'm so glad that the new generation is learning from that, you know? So what do you do for self-love? What do you do that centers you every day?
1: Oh, I I meditate um, every single day. That's That's an important piece that that's grounded me. And I wanna say that was you know, probably a saving grace you know, ever since I started doing yoga you know, 13, 12, 13 years ago. So that's one thing I do every single day without a doubt. And then the second thing I always do is I always go for a walk every single day, even if it has to be just a short walk, um, just getting out in nature and walking a little bit.
0: Mm, that's beautiful. For someone who um, is having a hard time perhaps thinking of themselves, and perhaps um, learning how to give themselves these small moments, do you have any advice on how someone can start maybe who hasn't meditated before, who perhaps hasn't done yoga before? What do you think would be a good way to just like introduce them?
1: Just, you know, I want to say five minutes of just sitting still. That's, that's all you need. You know, I, that's the way to start, right? I didn't, I didn't start. I wasn't at the top level of anything, you know, when I started that journey, you know? I tell folks just sit five minutes in silence, right there. Your that's a moment of stillness, a pause that can you know can clear something up, can get your head back on straight, can bring you joy, whatever it may be, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. And some people might find that uncomfortable, but if you do, more reason that you need to do that. Yes, you yes. know. I, agree. I know a lot of people that are not able to have a meal by themselves. Or have you know take a break by themselves? They always need to be surrounded by other people. So I though I love talking with other people, and I'm a social being. I treasure those moments when it's just me, you know, which which is quite different because before I started dealing with grief, I felt very lonely, and the silence was louder than anything for me. Like the silence was like deafening because I felt it all the time. You know, so when you can sit with yourself, like you're saying for a few minutes and not feel uncomfortable, not feel guilty, not feel all these negative feelings, you know, you'll start to have a smile, just like Jennifer. She looks so happy. (laughs) (laughs) We weren't always like this. Okay. listeners. we've been through some stuff and it's hard. It's hard coming back from things. And it doesn't mean that you don't have bad days. You know, there's grief attacks, right? I mean, there are days that I'm sure, you know, you remember and you think and, you know, you have and you feel terrible and other days where you try to celebrate the things that you've learned, you know? Yeah, Yeah.
1: absolutely. But it's, 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 everyone needs those moments, right? And you have to, you have to allow yourself those moments, right? You can't beat yourself up saying, oh, why did that happen? Why am I crying again or something? It's, it's just natural. It happens, right? All the time sometimes I have a moment and I'm like, why am I crying? And I let it out and then, and then it's gone. It's fine.
0: You know, I, I move along. So, and if you're not a crier, that's okay too, you know, like yeah. whatever works for you, everybody is different. Everybody's grief journey is different. Um, don't let anybody tell you how long it takes, you know, if, if you're not into writing your feelings, don't write it, you know, get, I, I've done it all. I've grabbed a pillow and, you know, punch the heck out of the pillow. And then I've written, and mm-hmm. then I've, you know, gotten in my car, gone for a drive, find a dark parking lot, close the windows and then scream. I've done lots of different things, you know, because grief can bring Mm -hmm. on so much. But when you write your book and the healing that comes from that, you know, and and you don't feel ashamed to share it and you don't care if people judge it, like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a little scary. You said, and I agree with you, when you put your book out and you're like, oh, making that decision. Um, of putting it out there is like, are people going to like it? Are people going to think, oh, this is just another book about sadness? Are people going to, you know, all these things. And it doesn't matter if you write it for the right people, because the people that need your story and the people that will read your book will completely understand why you wrote it. And it's going to help those people. We have to remember that we're not writing for the people that won't get it.
1: Right. Right. And, and those, those, like you said, those people will find you. I, I literally, I want to say it was um, probably a month before the book came out, I was um, doing some online uh, Reiki training. I, I was, I wanted to, you know, so there was a group and we had these little breakouts and there's one woman where I was in the breakout partner group with her. And, you know, she asked me what I did. And I mentioned that I was writing this book and, you know, I wrote the book and I told her it started because my boyfriend passed. She right away said, wow, I can't, I wrote down your name. She goes, I can't wait till your book comes out. She says, my boyfriend passed away four years ago. And she said, and she totally felt like no one gave her the time of day. in it, cause it didn't matter because it was a boyfriend and she, she went into whatever. And I felt what she, I'm not saying I went through that exactly. There were moments of things like that, but I could tell she went through a, a lot of, and that's so wrong. It's a person who left some who lost, they lost someone stop with the labels or the pieces of paper because it wasn't a marriage it's she loved him right and now he was gone so it's just so like things like that i said wow that she she's like i can't wait to read your book she says because that hit home for her
0: wow so. yeah I, it really bothers me when people um associate how long you grieve with the type of relationship you have those mm-hmm. things don't blend we're all so different we all grew up differently we all react to things differently. So yeah, it it does, it bothers me because there's so many kinds of losses. Like, you know, so people are like, well, okay, I haven't really experienced, you know, I'm not having trouble with grief, why should I read your book? Because it's a book about love. Right. It's a book about discovery, Mm -hmm. right? It's a book about why you shouldn't hide your feelings and how things can be healing. There's so much more than just that. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that's what makes it special. You know, one of the biggest okay. compliments you can get is that person that that read your book. You know, that you were saying. Um, I think it's beautiful okay. that you know okay. if, it helps, if it helps somebody, um, and ultimately it helped you to write it. And, and that's what okay. I that's what I really admire and I respect because it is hard. I know yeah. it's hard.
1: It was, a, <laughs> it was, it was a, a very it was a freeing thing for me. I felt I believe the last chapter is called freedom you know, because I felt such freedom afterwards, like all of it. Like, it's just basically like a new life. And just, you know, that's what, that's what I felt like at this point. And that's why I have the smile, like you said, and all of that, because I cherish every day that I wake up, you know, I thank God I wake up every morning. And I say, thanks for another morning. And then I see what's,
0: see what's going to come. Being grateful is a big part of that journey, isn't it? Learning to be grateful. And it, it doesn't have to be big things. Sometimes it's the smallest, things that you think are insignificant, but without them, it's, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's just, um, I know on your website, you have this saying on there and I really love it. And I don't remember it word for word, but it was something about you can get over what, what did you write on your website?
1: Oh, oh like always know you can get through anything. Like yeah. you really can like, yeah. And it's true. You know, I, I, when, when it's, when my, when, when Roger passed away, I thought like, oh my I, I was in shock again. And I thought, this is going to break me like this is going to totally this is it and then and i realized wait a minute and then something turned over and it, it it changed everything and i said now i'm going to use this this pain and turn it into fuel and change everything in my life basically and that's what i did but you know
0: yeah thank you so much do you have a copy of your book handy
1: oh gosh um i don't need to see actually i do right there. i do
0: maybe you can show us the cover Beautiful. Beautiful. I love it. Where where can we find your book?
1: Uh on Book Baby, uh, Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Wonderful. And then art. And then check out my website too. And you know, you can get get the book there as well. There's all the uh the clicks to get it there directly as well.
0: It's beautiful. So what's next for you, Jennifer? Are you thinking of doing some more writing? Yeah, I'm writing uh I'm writing two additional books
1: right now. Um, and you know, we'll see what happens. Those are they're they're taking a different progression i want to say one's more dipped in spirituality and kind of what i've been discovering this whole time too as well um, and then the other one is a little bit of a i want to say you know it's going to turn into probably a fiction based on some real life events let's put it that way which has been a
0: fun one so <laughs> <laughs> that's fascinating yeah. that's great yeah. i love it so much um yeah. i usually ask my um my guests one question because this is about self-love as well what is the one thing that you think you have done for yourself that changed maybe the way you thought of yourself or the way you look at yourself? What's the one gift that you gave yourself?
1: I think that I finally told myself that I was beautiful Aww. and I, and I, and I, and I meant it, you know, for the first time, I think that's. Yeah. Oh, I
0: love that so much.
1: <laughs> Cause that was that was a hard one for me. People would tell me that like people would say to me, Oh, you're so beautiful. And I would, I would literally curl up in a ball. I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. I didn't think that was the case or whatever.
0: So, oh. yeah. so once you started to embrace that, then it actually, you, you it made you feel different about who you were. It's mm-hmm. so beautiful. Yeah. yeah. We're always so hard on ourselves, aren't we? we I, treat know, ourselves, I, <laughs> I always say it. If we treat ourselves <laughs> half as good as we treat someone we love half as good oh my Mm -hmm. god you know where would the world that's why you know it may sound weird but
1: i'm i'm number one to me right now always i and i realize that and that's you know i take care of me first you know across the board and then you know that's that's the most important thing
0: so and look how happy you are see it doesn't mean we forget about other people we take care of ourselves because if we don't (laughs) who's going to right absolutely I had such a great time talking to you today. Thank you for sharing, you know, the healing that you you did through writing your book. And and I didn't want to ask too much about the story because I do want people to go out and read it. I want them to follow your journey in the book and see how, you know, it affects them and, and see if they have any similarities with your story. Even if they haven't had someone pass away, it's not just about that, like we said earlier, you know? Yes. So I love that so much. And I'm going to put up all of the... Um, the links so people can find you um is there anything that we didn't talk about that maybe you wanted to talk about today
1: no i think i'm i'm good just um just just to remind everybody you know to you know live their life in love and self love is is the number one important thing i just want to leave everybody with that but thank you for having me it was such a great conversation
0: oh thank you so much and and look for that light you know and even if you don't see it at first please don't give up because you know <laughs> the rest of your life really does depend on it. You know, don't hide from, from your feelings. It can really create so much more angst and disease and so many things to make us feel so much worse and prolonged. So, you know, try writing. Writing is therapeutic and handwriting is just the act of writing is beautiful. You know, I know someone who writes a lot of lyrics to songs and you could write so many different things. Write a poem, write an anger letter. It doesn't matter. Just start, you know, start getting something on paper. And if you want to burn it, burn it after. (laughs) But but, I've done that too. Yeah. (laughs) And let it off for the spirits, right? Like all part of the spirituality. That's absolutely. Thank you so much. And it was awesome meeting you. Hope to keep in touch with you. Oh, absolutely. Nice meeting you. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe or leave a review. See you next week on the Giving Starts With You podcast.